Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name's Matt. I'm Butch. And I'm Jody Paul. Welcome to episode 108. On this episode, we have been to Netflix to watch Incantation. And in our Something to Scream About, we will be talking about weddings in horror movies. Uh, obviously, because there's somebody that we know on the podcast is getting married soon. And also, our movie from the vault is Puppet Master, picked by Butch on the last episode. How are you guys? You right? All good. Yeah, all good. Blinding, mate. Tickets. Fright Fest. Done. We are there for the whole fucking weekend, people. Woo-hoo. The uh, lineup's been announced. We will be talking about it on next episode. Cannot We've got a pod booked. <laughs> got a what booked? Pod booked, where we're staying. La yeah, pods. It is la pod. Let's just not hope for a heat wave that weekend, yeah? Oh, uh, yeah no. Don't worry, there is aircon, don't worry. <laughs> Maybe cheap, but it has got aircon. Do we have our own shower in the room? Well, there's a bucket and a sponge. But, no Yes, well excited. You, are you excited for for this, Jolly uh, Paul, being a Fright Fest, Fest virgin? Yes, I am very excited to pop my Fright Fest cherry. Maybe not in the pod room with you two, but uh, yeah, very, very, very excited. You were not very excited. Yeah, man, we'll be there fucking giving away badges and shit. Like, uh, we haven't been there for years. We've got loads of fucking badges to give away. So yeah, come find us, get a free badge. Yeah, find us, you can't miss us. Maybe the rowdy drunk ones in the corner. Yes, indeed. H53, 54, 55. We only charge £20 per autograph as well, so that's it. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, we'll we're, we're buy you a beer. Yeah, so I've been busy a little bit watching a few things horror. I watched the uh, Craft Legacy that came out a couple of years ago. It's actually a sequel to the Craft. Why, why, why did you do that to yourself? Uh, I like the first one. You're never like gonna, the first one's quality, but you're never going to get that time back. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Moving on. So I also watched the new Resident Evil TV show. I haven't seen it all. I'm watching it with the missus, so we're watching it slowly than I usually do. Um, we've watched the first three episodes of it, and I'm fucking loving it. It's so Really? Weird. I've heard some bad things about it. I think it's. I, mean, I don't know where it's. If it doesn't go anywhere soon, maybe. But it's. Um, Hang on, I like the you're three episodes in, and it hasn't gone anywhere. It has it? Has you've had the mo- you've had monsters. Okay. Oh, okay. Had weird, wacky. It's like a. It's a mixture of like umbre- Like I see. You remember like Children of Men. Yeah. It's all got that Children of Men feel. Depressing. Along with occasionally CGI. You know. Weird shit. Like it's still Umbrella, but it's it's told from like the UK. It's set in the UK. So it's, it's, oh okay. It's, it's, I think the I think the I've I've seen a few people comment on it. And I think if you are a Resident Evil like fan, I see in inverted commas, you know, it's I think people want a traditional Resident Evil, you know, haunted house, but it's it's obviously taken in a bit of a different direction. So I think that's what the backlash is being. Where it's is it more game stuff than rather than no no it's it, like I said think think like somebody trying to escape their situation. That's sort of what you got. It's not set in like. You know, I guess what they're moaning about, it's not set, set in, it's more, I don't know, like apocalyptic, but Mad Maxian mixed with children and men is what I'm sort of going for. And I don't know, I like the way that it's style. And they do do, they do do the flip flop. They are like going, oh, this happened then and this happened now sort of thing. Maybe people aren't getting on with that story. And it isn't at Alice, but I don't know, at the moment, I'm enthralled. I like the way they're telling the story. So. I watched the first episode, Paul, and I agree. I think it's quite good. So. Yeah, it's quite slick. Yeah, quite, so yeah, yeah, definitely worth one. Definitely worth a watch. It's um, I'm quite look, looking forward to seeing how it unfolds. I think it's like a, it's an eighteen as well, and it's um, I think it's set over eight episodes or something like that. So well worth a watch. Looking forward to episode four. That's me though. That's what I've been up to. Geordie Paul. Well, I haven't really been up to, to much. Uh, I obviously I watched that Resident Evil. Um, and I also watched, uh, The Exorcist randomly this week. <laughs> um, did you go back and listen to our Exorcist episode, Paul? It's imprinted in my brain, Matt. I don't need to really listen. Um, but yeah, no, it's classic. Uh, and that was, that was pretty much it apart from the, the two, um, and, and watching lots of trailers this week for some reason, but yeah. 
no other films than that. Matt? I haven't really watched anything, really. I've been, I've been, unfortunately, I've been really, really busy doing some stuff, and obviously it's been hotter than the sun. Um, so, yeah, sorry, guys. I have, have not got much to bring to the table this week. I promise to be more professional. As I said last episode, <laughs> I will try and get some more stuff in. But, yeah, stop takes and fucking God knows what. Move arounds at work, so, yeah. Really Actually, Paul, I did watch Spiderhead. I did watch Spiderhead. What do you think? I actually quite enjoyed it. It's a bit weird, but it's uh, I, I that was good. Um, yeah, I also watched Full Metal Jacket, which deals with the horrors of war. So yeah, there we go. <laughs> Love <laughs> which that. Is a fucking awesome film. So yeah, I watched Dead Poet Society for the first time ever. So. I don't know what you know what to say about that. <laughs> inspired, we were inspired to to shoot myself in the head. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. Right. Okay. Fuck this. Then let's get on to some news. I mean, we just told you a big bit of fucking news, but let's do this. Matt, give us some news. I've got a couple of bits of news. Did, have you guys watched Halloween Ends yet? Yes, I fucking have. I have not because. Because I have not seen Halloween Kills. So I don't really want to uh, spoil it. So sorry, lads. I know I'm letting the side down. But uh, yeah. What do you think, Matt? Um, Again, even though this is supposed to be a small trailer, it gave so fucking much away. Uh, I think. But we'll see. I don't know. I mean, this, look, this is the final installment, the showdown. Um, but I don't know. I was burnt. I loved the first one. Second one I didn't really like, as you can hear back on the podcast. Um, I hope I hope this one comes back all gun, guns blazing and wins me back. It looks like uh, more Laurie Strode, doesn't it? But I hope so because the last one had hardly anything of her really. So fingers crossed, this will be a little bit better. Mm. But yeah, I don't know, mate. I don't know. I don't know. And have you guys seen any reveals from uh, San Diego Comic-Con yet? Yes, I have. Because it's only, two, only Thursday, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Got, got a little bit of a... <laughs> Go on, then, I'll let you, what, what do well, you see? I obviously am interested in the toy front. So NECA have basically uh, showcased their new Thing figure which is going to be uh, the shape-shifting dog alien kind of thing. The Alaskan Malmuts. And it looks fucking awesome. And also, Mr. Paul Butcher. The Toonie Terrors. Yes. Line. Uh, killer clowns from outer space. They, yeah. it, it looks fucking awesome. It really does look fucking something else. So bright and vibrant. I really fucking want it. Want it. Want it. On it. That's, that's the perfect movie that they picked, really. I think they, they fit perfectly for that, that brand, really. But yeah, that's that. what you guys got. What you got, Mr. Butcher? I mean, that was pretty much my news. Halloween trailer and <laughs> Killer Clowns Necker Toys. So that's, all, that's, that's pretty much me done. And obviously the Fright Fest stuff. So yeah. But hopefully there'll be some other news after San Diego Comic Con with, um, some announcements possibly yeah well we, we've got a trailer for house of dragon which i've watched so um yeah don't know i, I just don't fucking like matt smith but whatever i'll go i'll go over it <laughs> jordy paul what you got um a bit of monsters news got announced it comes out in september on netflix straight away so uh yeah i'm just intrigued as i'm actually intrigued at a Rob Zombie Monsters film. I don't know. I literally I just don't know what it's going to be. But yeah, so that was just, I thought it was interesting. I was going straight to Netflix. Um, a Quiet Place Day One um, has been announced uh, for 2024, March 2024. Release date. It's been pushed back, hasn't it? It's got. Is it pushed back? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, which this came out of the blue a bit, and I thought, well, sounds interesting. Something that I normally wouldn't be sort of right up my street, but. It was definitely piqued my interest. Uh, Apple have announced a new Godzilla TV series starring K 
Kurt and Wyatt Russell. Wyatt Russell was the, he's an interesting, like, chap. Um, I loved him in the goon, like, the goon, the second goon movie. I thought he was fucking very good. He's done some good shit. And obviously Kurt Russell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I just, I couldn't believe it. So, like, Kurt Russell and, uh, Kaiju's. I thought that, that would be definitely. What's the, t- what's the title of it? I just Godzilla. Or Godzilla, t- King of the Titans or something. King, or Godzilla, something the like King that. of the Titan and the Titans or something like that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're, I know they're doing like an anime and they're doing all sorts of shit. I, I kind of just want to see fucking more monsters. Fuck all this fucking people shit. Just get, just do a whole thing, one episode, one episode where not one human being is in it. Wouldn't you love it if they just did some mental crossover and had like Jack Burton riding Godzilla or something? It'd be amazing. Uh, and then, like I said, trailers, trailers, trailers. So, uh, I, one of the films we're probably going to discuss for Fright Fest, so I won't go too much into it, The Fall, I thought it looked amazing from a really simple concept, but obviously we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. Uh, another trailer for, I keep, like, I moved on from Cronenberg to uh, this Kevin Bacon film, uh, that's going to be on Peacock, They Stroke Them. <laughs> I keep like, passing that one, that's got an extended trailer, and that actually looks quite good. Um, and then I went to the cinema this week to watch a different film, but I saw a trailer which I've never heard of, and I couldn't believe they're putting it in front of a Marvel film. But have you seen it, the trailer for the Menu, the Ralph Fiennes film that's coming out? No, not heard, not well, even heard of it. Definitely check it out because it's it's got Anna Taylor Joy in, so there you go. Uh, Nicholas Holt and Ralph Fiennes, and. It's. I thought it was starting off as like a. It's busy about a restaurant that people go to, and uh, I thought it was just about a crazy chef at the start. But it's definitely got some sort of horror chops in it, or it's a, some culty stuff was going on in it, or something. It, check the trailer out because I was. I was like, wow, wait, that looks really good. So it potentially could be a film for the pod. Yeah, Matt, we have seen this trailer. Okay. We have seen this trailer, or I've seen this trailer, or something. I think we've seen this trailer. And I remember exactly what you're saying. They're like on a, they're on a, it's like on an island and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And they're going for this restaurant, which is like a surreal experience. And then like Nicholas Hall. Yes. I have seen the trailer. Yes. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So, we def- I'd never yeah. heard of it and I was, I was well intrigued by it. That looks good. And then literally just before I came onto the, the pod, I saw a, uh, a Facebook post randomly for another monster film really from uh, Thailand called The Lake. Which basically just looks a bit like the host <laughs> from Korea, but actually it looks it looks a bit like more like like Cloverfield, a Thai version of Cloverfield. Basically, it looks like so, and actually looks really well done. So I'd be wanting to check out in the future. Uh, and that is my news. Oh, um, lovely bits of news there. Lovely, lovely. Paul, you're bringing the news. I like it. Nice. Okay. <laughs> so I think we better get on to our uh, main review. Okay, so for this week's main review, uh, we were struggling a bit and up popped a little film on Netflix called Incantation. Uh, and it is from Thailand. And I'll just do a really quick synopsis. Uh, six years ago, Lee Ronan was cursed after breaking a religious taboo. Now she must protect her daughter from the consequences of her actions. Ooh. So, lads, where do we start? So this is a found footage movie set a lot set around um what do you say Leroy the name was <laughs> Lee Ronan Leroy <laughs> um set around like a mother who's adopted a, a child and some weird stuff starts to happen to her we're seeing some paranormal bits and then it goes into a quite a little bit of um we sort of follow her journey as this, as her child becomes more and more tormented and things start happening to other people around, uh, around her. And then it gets into some, a quite interesting little cult movie, I suppose. Um, yeah, very fucking dark and twisted, this one. Matt? Interesting. I think. Because we did this so close to reviewing another found footage movie, um, 
And I found this film to be, honestly, for me, it was a little bit of a hard watch, as in it was just a bit slow for me, as in found footage show, uh, movies go. After we saw such a good one with, um, what was the last movie we watched? Dash, dash Cam. Dash Cam. Dash Cam. After watching Dash Cam, um, you know, how how great and how high in octane that was, and then going to watch this one, I, I just felt um, this one was a little bit slower. Me? Yeah, the, 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 the pacing was quite interesting. You're right. And, like, you know, when you've got that sort of paranormal activity-esque sort of slow build, um, I thought it was going to go that way, but it didn't. It sort of jumped around more. Um, jumped I did, around I don't know. a lot, didn't it? Yeah. Like, I, off a lot. I found it quite disjointed. But there were some moments in it which is definitely worth talking about. There were some terrifying, creepy, creepy moments in there. You know, bring a kid, put a kid in a fucking horror movie that, and, it, and, it, and they're fucking good. And you do get some outstanding creeping, creepy moments. Yeah, some, some like some of the, the footage, how they've done the found footage, like swapping between cameras and, and all this kind of stuff was a bit weird because like there was moments where the kid took the, the camera and, and went off. Uh, that there was a creepy bit actually where the kid took the camera and it, you think that she's going to jump off the building and she doesn't. She she comes back over the side with a massive knife and I thought that was quite clever because it it really did. You're like, oh shit, she just she just killed herself. Like that's fucking dark. And then but then they obviously heel turn and she comes back over, which I thought was a kind of cool little touch because you just straight away you're like, oh, she's definitely going to jump. She's definitely that this demon or whatever it is is making her do shit, and there's there's some creepy bits like lots of like voices you can hear in the background, creepy shit going on in her flat and stuff that was quite spooky. But it did it did flip back and forth a lot, and sometimes I was getting a bit lost. As I was like, are we in real time now? Or are we back in the past? Jordy Paul, what do you think? Yeah, so I mean, for me, I. At the start, I'll just take it right back to the start. I I thought we were in for like a masterpiece at the start. I thought it was going to be one of them films where you'd just be talking about forever. So there's a there's a quick thing where you sort of get she's voicing over at the start and talking about perception and reality and things like that and the little mind tricks they did in, on the screen with the Ferris wheel. Yeah. Turn it left and now turn it right and I sort of got right into it and then it introduces you to the actual incantation. Of the title of the film, that that chant that they do, the Oyoyoyoyazoma, whatever it is, um, and it obviously gets it gets you at the start, and then almost like it, it sort of encourages you to sort of like participate in the film, as it were. You sort mm. of feel it as if you're playing along a bit, and then gets into it. And I actually, I text you guys the other night to say, "Have you watched this yet?" Because at the start, when she gets the child home, and then first bits in the flat where it's all dark, it's very sort of paranormal activity i honestly thought butcher's gonna shit, shit himself at this point yeah. and oh. i was literally like I, I thought wow this is tapping in because it was making me feel uneasy and it's made me feel unnerved no, obviously children running around and not know where they are and like and it really started and i thought this is gonna be amazing oh and yeah just that, that was a good call out because the, the bits where she's like holding the hand and like the imaginary hand and like getting a mum and you're thinking fucking hell i was just like if this continues down this road, I ain't gonna be one uncomfortable. But but then I was like, oh, oh. It sort of did it. It started. It started to be a certain film, and then jumped into another film. Yeah. And then jumped back into the other film, and then jumped around. So I know what Matt was saying. It, it was muddled. It was definitely definitely muddled, and like jumping around in time as well. Didn't it wasn't always clear where they were at what point in the film we were at. Because uh, it would jump in time and then it would jump cameras, so you'd be like, "Well, where are we now? Are we in the past? Are we in the present? Is this a yeah?" So it definitely, it definitely lost me a bit in the middle. Yeah, because uh, they were trying to just go through different people's point of views as well, which again, I don't think really worked and was that effective in this movie. Um, yeah, so we get to see like di- almost different things, like one cut of the dead almost, where you kind of piece things together um through different people's experience and different people's cameras but it just didn't work enough for me 
Um, and like some of all the culty bit later on, I was just like so confused about what was going on, especially with like the Ghostbusters and all that sort of stuff. I'm like, uh... it almost turned comedic in places where it was like a bit of light relief, but it didn't really fit in with the kind of story. It was just like it took took it out of it a bit, and it's just like some of those bits were like there were some creepy bits, but it just seemed like oh something's going to happen. So oh nothing really happened. Something's going to happen, and then they take you out of that situation, go back to the other situation. And I know they're obviously building up where you keep going back in time to the moment where the things happened, and I get it, but it just it takes you out of the situation just as it's getting good. And then, oh, we're back to the mother-daughter story, which I get because, you know, there's a massive kind of underlining story about uh, a mother and her child's relationship. Um, and, and, you know, and how, how far would you go to try and save your daughter from what's happening? Which, I, which was like, kind of, I kind of understood, like, how much she wanted to get whatever this thing was out of her daughter. Yeah, and I, I guess the time scale was, I think, was like, okay, she has, she, cause it's not a daughter, is it? I it got, is her daughter, I, yeah. It she was. Gave I, her she gave her all. She, I think she was addicted health. to drugs drugs or something or drink well, that's what i got her, from it oh and then she got her back yeah she got okay. her back and then she was like okay so then it's like they go through all the whole curse like she's a bit demonic and then she's going to visit well i thought i thought it was because of mental health reasons because of she was seeing things and all that sort of stuff yeah maybe yeah i don't know there was a few weird bits in this i thought it was funny like there was the courteous spirit who's flushing the toilet i thought <laughs> some, some of the bits that they did in there was quite quite weird um, I just thought some of the people that were, when she was like trying to find someone to help her out, like it was really weird. Like the relate, like people, the way they were to her, like the shopkeeper was like a proper dick when she was trying to get like some medication, I think. And then the doctor, like in the next scene was just like a proper dick to her. It's like, uh, is this part of the curse then? <laughs> I don't know, man. And then all this chanting and weird shit. Like the people that she goes to visit, um, and that whole town, that whole like little weird village with the time loop and all that sort of stuff was just like, hmm, that's like very Benson and Moorhead sort of thing going on there. There's, then, a, really, there's but, a really random bit while she's in there, and like no one wants to help her because she's like there and she's obviously screaming, and they're like, you shouldn't be in here, and like nobody, none of the people that are actually what protecting this thing or chanting or following this thing really intervene with them they kind of leave them to it instead of you think they would go after them or kill them or but but one person just comes up to her and just slaps her in the face and then walks off yeah that was after <laughs> the tunnel bit literally yeah. just like literally gets the guy up the tunnel and then just slaps yeah. her in the face it's like oh nice and you think, oh she's gonna have going out or something she just gives her a slap um <laughs> i just felt so weird but yeah i did like the random head bashing that was quite cool yeah, again, that, to me looked like host to me. Yeah, I, I was going to say exactly the same. It just looked like ah, uh, I saw that in host, and it was better. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, maybe I, I suppose you could, if you're going to sort of try and defend it a bit, maybe you were supposed to be all over the place with it because obviously the point of it was the more you know about this thing, the more the, it consumes the you. more it it's going to get you, mm. or it's going to try and take you out, or Based on a true story. It's sort of a misfortune because it was quite a nice little scene at the start with the car crash. Her parents obviously died in a car crash. Um. So yeah, the more the more you know. So whether or not it, the directors obviously went for an angle of right, I'm just going to try and like proper discombobulate it so you don't really know what's going on from that point of view. But Could be. It, again, didn't really explain. And then obviously towards the end, you get she's basically been talking to you, narrating over. Sort of, she's making the video so that uh, people can help their daughter try and overcome it. But actually, she's been lying to you. Really, she's actually giving you the curse by watching the film. And um, let's be honest, lads. I mean, you might not have, but I did it. Did you try and sing the song? No. Oh, I tried to. No, but she did open that thing at the end, and there was like a long. Holding, and I didn't really understand what all the fucking like caterpillars were about either. <laughs> yeah, the worms and stuff. No, 
But did you did you like the bit? You know when they they kept flashing this incantation symbol up, and you were looking at it, and then it did that thing where it was black and white, and when it vanished, you could still see it when you blinked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was quite. I thought that was quite clever. It was a nice little trick. I did actually. I quite appreciated that one. Yeah, this could have been like you said. It could have been something that we would have talked about, it, it, and it just had moments. Yeah. For me, it wasn't like a full, a full thing, and it was too long. It was only like two hours, wasn't it, or something like that? Yeah, so. it's a bit too long because uh, towards the end, the narration kind of got on my nerves a bit because it just went on and on and on. I think if they just tied it up a little bit and tightened it, it maybe would have it would have hit a bit harder. Yeah. Uh, so are we all cursed now with uh, re- recanting that thing? Essentially, just, yeah. Uh, well, uh, well, that's the whole point of it. Was like, was it based you know, on a true story as well, or true events? I thought I saw that. No, All right, I made that up then. No, no, but Geordie Paul's microphone's fallen off, so yeah, maybe that's it. I'm currently holding <laughs> my microphone in my hand. <laughs> All right, interesting one. Not the best. Well, where are we are we are we rating this bad boy? I'll kick off if you want. I'd say for me, it was about five out of ten. Because it had some, it had some good bits, and it, you know, it's filmed really well. And I, I think it's going for something. Um, there's lots of um, adverts I've seen going around saying one of the scariest films on Netflix, but you know what they do that for. So, you know, but yeah, I, I thought it was OK, but I just found it a little bit long winded in places. Could have been the scariest movie on Netflix if they went off in one direction. But I think you're right. For me, it's like four, maybe five. Four from me. Wow, well, can I, I'm going to go six. Because okay. actually, I didn't think I didn't think it was that bad. Um, yeah, you're right. I completely agree with all the things you're saying about it. it. Was too long. It was jumped all over the place. Couldn't really decide what type of film it wanted to be. When actually, if it had stuck to just at the start, the first like fifteen twenty minutes of it, I was literally thinking, Jesus, we're onto something here. So yeah, but I, I'll give it a six for a, a good attempt. Maybe a good attempt. Yeah. Okay, so drawing last five out of ten. Then they go in the middle. Okay, next episode. Hopefully, we've we're going to be looking to Disney, the Disney Channel for our fucking horror. <laughs> we'll see. So we're look, we're going to be reviewing uh, Prey, which should be. Uh, oh, quite I'm looking forward to this. I really am. See how that is. All right, let's move on to uh, something to scream about. What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Okay, so this episode's something to scream about. As uh, Mr. Butcher is getting married, he's getting married. And stay for a white wedding. Or will it be a nice day for a black horror wedding? I don't know. Anyway, we thought we would talk about wedding scenes or horror movies that contain wedding things in them. So, how are we going to kick this off, boys? Geordie Paul, do you want to go first? Oh, yes, please. <laughs> go on, then, you go first. What you got? So, mine I want to talk about is uh, The Wedding in. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. So obviously, Beetlejuice is trying to marry Lydia to make him human again. Is that right? Or to... Is that why he's trying to do it? To unbind... Unbind yeah. him from... Uh, yeah, unbind him from all the curse and everything so he can take over the world or whatever Beetlejuice wants to do. So yeah, I just think it's a genius... It's just a great scene towards the end of the film where he's trying to get the, he's trying to get over the line and like they're all trying to stop him and he's just chucking... You know, uh, Alec Bournemouth and Gina Davis uh, uh, are on the way out basically and they're falling to bits. Their jaws are dropping off on the floor and they're trying to object to the wedding and you've got that little like priest alien thing that comes out the fireplace. Yeah. And then like Michael Keaton, she's like... Um, what do you say? And he's like, hi, my name is Lydia. He covers her mouth and is like, hi, my name is Lydia. And I love this man. Yeah, he's the man for me. I just love all that stuff. Um, yeah, just think it's brilliant. Yeah, he like chucks, she she says Beetlejuice and he chucks that 
um, metal thing on her face. Doesn't he banish Alec Baldwin to the sand? He, June to Gina well. Davis, because that's obviously how he dies, isn't it? How she gets him, because she chucks Gina Davis into the sandworm place. That's it, yeah. And then Gina Davis decides to go and jump on top of that big old sandworm. Right, the worm. <laughs> yeah, and the, the, the teeth that come out, and he's trying to jump on the chattering teeth. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's great. Such a fucking good movie, man. Yeah, when you said that, I was like, just brings an ultimate smile to my face. This is like, it's one of those movies where you just watch it over and over again. You've got to watch it at least once a year or twice, you know, once a two years or something like that. Great fucking movie. 100%. I think one of the, like, I know it's not the wedding bit, but the, the, his entrance into the film, Beetlejuice's entrance into the film is just genius and the, the little monologue that Michael Keaton does where he's like am I qualified? well yes I studied for five years at Harvard at scare school I love it all and he's like does this qualify? <laughs> I love that <laughs> yeah that's crazy that's good what you got what you got Butch hit me with your rhythm stick well I mean there's so many is but... that? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, go on. I, I own one on DVD, which is um, related, called Zombie Honeymoon, um, which is quite interesting. Uh, I've got you that. Yeah, it's not a bad one. It's not a bad, uh, not a bad movie. They obviously go on honeymoon, and then he gets bitten by something, and he's sort of like, then he starts turning, and then his, you know, now wife starts feeding him and stuff like that, so they go through all that shit. It's not bad. Ready or not, though. Because I was trying to, fit, I was thinking, brilliant pick. Because she's in that fucking dress the whole the whole movie, and it, Samara it's, Weaving, what a Samara what? Weaving, and it's a fucking good movie. And we saw it at Fright Fest, and it got a general release. It's fucking one of the first ones, and it's done really, really well since. And it's available now, I think, on Amazon Prime um, to watch. And it's just a fantastic movie. She's great in it. It's like a like curse, a family curse. Um, and the way she's sort of like getting tracked and the, the settings, the costuming, everything about it is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a really, really fucking good movie. Jordy Paul, have you seen it? No. You haven't seen Red Runner? It's on Disney Plus, isn't it? Oh, Disney Plus, is it? Yes. Yeah, and I know, I know, I need that. to catch up on all this stuff. Don't worry. When don't, you do watch, regular... don't watch old movies all the time. Do yourself a go, uh, favour and go and watch a really good horror movie. <laughs> I know, it's on there, I know. Uh, well, it's funny because actually, I actually watched his next film, The Righteous. You know that, that what I was telling you about a couple of weeks ago? That's by the same director, ready or not. It, so, they're, they're the same guys that did um, Scream, aren't they? I think so. Yeah. So, yeah, I will, I'll watch it, I will, I promise. It's really good. When, when me and Paul watched it at Fright Fest, the buzz going into it, it might have been because we had a few drinks as well, but going into it, the buzz and the crowd, like the last from the crowd and they were insane and it is just a batshit movie it's really violent as well really violent in places, but it's also got some brilliant funny scenes in it, really funny don't spoil anything, but you need to go and watch that, Jordy Paul I'll watch it before the next podcast, how about that cool, nice bit of homework, I like it what about you then? What about you then, Matt? You're going to love this because I am going back, way, way back. And I saw this when I was quite young. And I'm going back to 1932. And this movie is called Freaks. Have either of you seen Freaks? Black and white. I haven't movie? watched it, no. This film, like, I'll be honest, it fucking, when I was younger, it actually scared me quite a lot um, because of the premise of the movie. So it's not an actual wedding scene it's more the reception after the wedding so the premise of the story it's all all set in like one of those old kind of style freak shows um like the really really old traveling circus freak shows so there's a trapeze artist and she's really good looking and uh there's a guy that's like the ring the guy that owns the freak show is a, a a small person and he kind of falls in love with her and she sees the point of, like, he's got loads of money, I'll get with him. So she kind of strings him along, but all along the time, spoilers, she's actually going out with the strong man. And she's in love with the strong man, really. But there's one particular scene in the movie, which is the wedding reception, where kind of, I mean, it's, it's, it's a real kind of drawn-by-the-line kind of stepping-over-the-line movie, if you look at, back at it now, but 
the the freaks all around the table and bearing in mind they used actual people that like I don't want to say we're freaks because that's not politically correct nowadays but obviously they've got deformities and all this sort of stuff but they kind of want to they start chanting to 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 have her in in the family of freaks because now she's a freak because she's married to the ringmaster and she doesn't take uh to this kindly and the strong man is taking the mick out of her and then it gets really unnervy because she she literally like starts mocking all of them saying i'm not one of you you're just all freaks and the strong man picks the little dude up and puts him on his shoulders and it's mortifying for this small person and it, you can see it, it's just like really like excruciating to watch but then literally it takes a turn for the worst and the freaks hunt her down and kill her spoilers <laughs> but it's really fucking freaky because i don't know what if it's because of the they actually film these people and you know they're real and then they portray them as these monsters but you're like it's really clever because it's made in 1932 but uh, who is the monster who is the real monster in this real life situation is it the person that's going after the guy for all the money and betrays him in love or is it the freak, the freaks that go after them and kill them? It's a real clever film for 1932. Uh, you know, that's, you can see a lot of the stuff that, um, that recent film, um, what's it called? Nightmare Alley took a lot from this for definite. Uh, but it's just one of those films I watched when I was really young and it really fucking stays on your brain. It's already available. It's like everywhere. I think it's on like YouTube and stuff like that, but definitely worth to watch. But it's just as harrowing scenes go, it's fucked up. Wow, yeah. I can feel the passion, man. Yeah, it's definitely, crazy. Movie. Think about looking that one up. Definitely watch it. It's one of those films that we should watch. Should have picked it for movie from the vault, shouldn't I? There's a few, yeah, man. There's a, quite a few honourable mentions that have like. Yeah. Obviously, we talked about Wreck Free Genesis. Oh, probably good movie. A lot yeah. of people slow that, but I really enjoyed that. Yeah, a good one. That um, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yep, that's a good one. Um, the Village. Has a wedding scene in it. Of, in yeah. that <laughs> um, mm. There is one that has a wedding related around it. It's got a stag do in it um, called Siren, Matt, that one. Do you remember? That was oh, like, yeah. It was a short um, from VHS 1. Uh, fucking that movie is so good. I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking good movie, man. Um she fucking rapes the fucking main stack <laughs> and then kidnaps him at the end. I fucking love that movie. Oh, it's funny. Never, uh, never one, go out with a woman with massive eyes. <laughs> yeah. There's um, one with um, um, Egret from Game of Thrones called The Honeymoon that I've not seen that, that looks really cool. Rose Leslie, that's her name. Yeah. Okay. She, she's in a film called Honeymoon. I've always wanted to watch it, and apparently that's meant to be really good. Uh, but I've not seen it yet. So obviously you've got your classics as well, like Bride of Frankenstein, yeah. if you want to go back that far. Okay, I've got a couple of honourables. Go on. I've tenuously drawn the line of horror, but uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Okay, yeah. fair. Great wedding scene at the end of that. And uh, also The Crow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Fucking love The Crow. Yeah. Yeah, I think The Crow's got to be one from the vault in a future episode, doesn't it? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's a good shout, man. Especially yeah. with uh, Matey Boy with the long hair appearing in Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> Pretty much seen all that movie now, I feel. I don't know. They're pulling the rug, rug from underneath me with um, what's actually going on. I don't know. Um, anyway, right, that was a good chat, good discussion. Liked it. Next episode, we'll be talking Fright Fest lineup. Boom. Mm, we'll be delving deep in all those movies, synopsises, and watching trailers. So definitely tune back in for that episode because we'll have lots and lots of info if you want to catch up on all the lineup of Fright Fest 2022. Right. Should we get on to our movie from the vault? This hotel seems to have quite a history, Mr. Gallagher. Who are you people? A research team with special powers. <gasps> My God. She's experiencing the past. Because we are all joined by our thoughts. 
has uncovered an ancient secret. I have something I want to show you. <laughs> Metaphysically speaking, I killed myself. But they are playing with an evil force. What would you do with the power? You can't save her, Alex. They have given life to a deadly power. We're all in danger. And now a box of little toys. I think someone's in the room, Frank. Has become a gang of little terrors. Pinhead. Blade. Ms. Leech. Jester and Tunneler. <laughs> Irene Miracle, Paul Lamatt, Barbara Crampton, and William Hickey as the Puppet Master. Okay, this episode's movie from the vault I, I picked, um, and it is Puppet Master, or is it Thirteen Knights of Elvira Puppet Master? No idea, to be discussed. A um, little bit of a walk in with this. Uh, psychics find themselves plotted against by a former colleague who committed suicide after discovering animated murderous puppets. Shoot. Anyone seen this movie before? No. <laughs> I thought I had. But I hadn't. I really thought I had. But you know what? I know which one it was now. It's Puppet Master 2 that I've seen a million times. Same. <laughs> I've not seen Puppet Master. No. And I, I don't know where I thought, like, there, there must be an origin of these puppets. They don't just show up, like. But this is the the story of the puppets. And, well, kind of. <laughs> I was going to say, is it? <laughs> yeah. The the random. I, I mean, I, I started watching it. I was like, mm, am I watching the right one? And then, obviously, um, I saw the main kind of puppet, if you will. Um, Blade. Is it Blade? Blade? And then I knew I was watching the right one. Because at the start, obviously, we're introduced to this hotel, which looks fucking awesome from the outside. And, and then you see kind of these puppets, and I was like, that's not the puppets I remember. At all. <laughs> At all. Yeah, I was thinking exactly the same. I was like, where's fucking Blade? Where's the fucking big guy with the small head? And I was like, what the f- Where's Drillhead? All this sort of stuff. And I was like, this is confusing. Um, and I think they took the essence of one, i.e. the puppets, and then the rest of them, the sequels, are fucking brilliant. Because they do take, they go on that trope and they're just silly. This one was a fucking struggle. Oh, no, I'm not gonna lie. I, 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 I struggled. <laughs> Poor Paul. Come on, Paul. <laughs> go on, go. Well, if you struggled, Jesus, it felt like the longest hour and 28 minutes of my entire life. I am, uh, my word. Talk, I tell you what, you talk about films getting, taking a long time to get going. Jesus, this did. And, like I, I was expecting mega silliness, mega daftness, proper like. So you know, you know, creative kills, loads of bodies. Just to get, did you? <laughs> it was, it was just really, really weird. Like it took ages to get. And how many time, how many things of hearing a puppet like? <laughs> it was just like oh my god this is just so weird bearing in mind puppets probably wouldn't breathe anyway but there you go and how did nobody see the bloody thing run through that busy hotel it wasn't what? like he was hiding it was at your one foot. woman did one woman oh, yeah. saw him yeah <laughs> but I love that at the start I've got like the comedy of that when he's like <laughs> running through like the like and trying to hide and then he runs across the piano ding ding I was like, I was laughing my ass off. Oh that. yeah, I think the inane, absolutely absurdity of the whole thing was 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 what what's its charm and obviously what they took from it and why it's got so much like love afterwards and the sequels and stuff like that. Um, um, but yeah, and the way that they do kill, you know, did is improved over time definitely. 
Um, oh God, yeah. <laughs> fucking hell! All these psychics in one place. They were quite. They were. They weren't the best actors in the world, were they? Let's be honest. No. Uh, yeah, you get, they get called on to the house of, well, this hotel, which basically their former colleague calls them to all together, um, who they've sort of been working with for years to try and find the secret of the puppet master, essentially, to bring the, and the secret of the puppet master is to bring inanimate objects to life. That's the, essentially, the deal, isn't it? So, wow. And then, like, the guy's obviously killed himself. And then put himself inside the puppets, has he? Or is I mean, controlling the puppets? Late, or has become late. a puppet? I don't know. <laughs> no, he's like, he's found, the, the main German dude at the start has like found the ability to uh, put, bring keep life to the keep him alive. Yeah. Uh, I think later on the German dude comes back into it. Yeah, like, there's, there's a whole that. kind of backstory, isn't yeah. it? How, yeah, yeah. How, so how, he, a, how he gets them like that. There's a lot more to it eventually. The, the rest of them can, the, all the other actress, the actors in that, the, the weird woman who can um, touch something and then find out what basically what who had sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I love it yeah, how it's like, explained later on in the film though. It's like, oh, she can, she'll tell you like it's it's life story and who was where. No, she just knows who had sex on things. Yeah. <laughs> basically, it. And I've got to say, like nearly. I don't know about you, but nearly every woman in this movie, when they're acting distressed or or they're using their kinetic powers, whatever they are, sound like they're having sex every time. They're like touching themselves, and like it's hilarious. It's like, but but what I don't understand is they find these people that apparently got these abilities that are pretty fucking useless. So why why were they brought to that house in the first place? For, was he? Was the idea to get revenge on them? Did he want them no, to he, live forever? He said. I think the, he did explain that at the end was that he, they could sense his presence, or they could they could sense his psychic gift. So he needed to get rid of them, so nobody knew where he was or what he was up to. Uh, basically, but yeah. So you have this psychic gift. So the the guy who dreams, so he can dream what's going to happen in the future, right? Why was he even there? Yeah, but this is the, the most useless, useless, like character that didn't do nothing. And I thought he was gonna, it was gonna centre a lot around him, but it didn't. Yeah. No way, he didn't do nothing. But if you've got a mate, right? So say us three have psychic powers, right? Like, and then we go to fright fest, right? And then I'm like the one that has dreams that's gonna happen. And last night I've had a dream that I'm gonna get like leeches sucking blood out of my body, right? Do you not think it'd be a good idea to tell the people you're with? Oh, by the way, I've had a dream, so you might want to stay away from like, like bleachers or something's going to happen. So should we all stay or together or stay away from a hotel? I just yeah. saw a, a woman like literally get murdered in. Now I would say though, I would say I am I, I'm slating it, but I did think the the female puppet mm. was freaky as hell. Yeah, she turned you on a little bit, did she? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm off to buy one. Woo! No, but uh, just the way her mouth stretched, obviously, when the leeches were coming out and stuff, it freaked me out a bit. Really well done. Like that bit, I must admit. Pretty freaky. Who who is your favourite puppet? Because forget about forget about all the douchebags and stuff like that in it. The actors, they're surplus to requirement, in my opinion. We'll talk about the deaths, I suppose, in a minute. But like, um, the the puppets are the stars of this. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'll be scared mostly of Blade just because he's got a hook and a massive fuck-off knife and he's quite nimble. I wouldn't be very scared of the guy the guy with the small head and big hands. He, he looks the most big German, big. though, doesn't he, the, the Blade? Yeah. 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 Very good well, stuff, wait to get to, to Puppet Master 2, mate. There's an even more German guy than that. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, but... I, I did like the way they just... <laughs> That the one with the small head and big hands just got chucked all over the place. Yeah, he got, he got <laughs> pussy whipped several times, didn't he? Several times. I mean, there was some, there was some great like sequences with that sort of stuff, like when with the the the, the P head, we call him like Bullet Head or something like that. I think his name is, and he, when he's going for the fortune teller, and he just keeps on just 
punching us. Punching her in the face, yeah. I don't <laughs> know why. <laughs> I don't know why, but it obviously did with you because it made me fucking laugh every yeah, time yeah, I did it. Laugh. Yeah. Because it just seems so daft and absurd. Like uh, so he gets like two punches off, and then she's like, "Right, you." And she just picks him up and throws him down the stairs. And he's like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, oh my god!" And obviously, the siren. You know, when they're having like really loud sex in the fucking hotel, and everyone can hear them. Oh, the blades a little uh, pervert looking through the, the hole, the keyhole, and it's like his little eyes go ping. And then he gets old Drillette involved as well, don't he? Little pervs. <laughs> but again, he, he was sneaking around hotel rooms and still getting away with it. Oh, I'm not really here. You can't see me. But that whole POV cam is quite fun to use. I, think. I liked it. I thought it was quite clever. Like, I mean, they are re- I'll give them that. They're very re- resourceful in this movie with what they've got. You know, it, must, it can't be that easy doing a film like this involving pu- puppets. It's 1989. The stop animation, to be honest, was quite good. Not too bad, was it? I mean, 1989. Yeah. It wasn't. I thought it was going to be way worse. But I just, it was just things where I don't know if I was just expecting a bit more from. Well, I was expecting a bit more. So, like the drill head bit where he drills into a face under the bed. I thought you'd get a bit of mm. special effect on it. I think that's due to budget constraints because I think the, the budget for the movie was I think six hundred thousand dollars. Right. It's not a big budget. Not a big budget. Um, yeah. But compared, on the POV compared <laughs> yeah, I mean, compare that. Uh, sorry, Puppet Master, the first one, to the one that me and Paul watched at Fright Fest, um, which was the Third Reich. Is it called yeah. that? Puppet Master Third Reich. Yeah. Like worlds apart, because the Third Reich had so much special effects, but you can afford so much more nowadays. So you know, it was it was a, a bloodbath in that movie. And it had Barbara Crampton in it. Well, this one had Barbara Crampton in it. Did you not? Did you not recognise her? She's the one who was riding the guy then. No, she's right at the start, and there's a fortune tellers telling their fortune. Is that Barbara Crampton? Is it? That's Barbara Crampton. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. No. Oh dear. She's telling fortunes. She's telling fortunes, but she wasn't even telling them right. Now, obviously, I know she doesn't want to go. Oh yeah, there's a losers because she won't pay you. But still, she's like your grandma. No, your grandma. You think she'd be able to get the dead relatives right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a silly one. Um, but like, the bit, you know, the end, the whole fucking art reveal at the dinner table. I was just like, oh God, it's fucking what? And then like, just let the puppets get involved and then you start going to fucking town on him. I thought it was ace. Just kicked the shit out of him really, didn't they? It was so crap though, like him holding onto the elevator with him getting his fingers chopped off. It was weird. Yeah, pop. There was like, <laughs> but like the fight even in fighting like he punched the woman didn't he was that his ex was that his wife his wife yeah he punched her straight in the face and he's supposed to be strong and he just ends up being really weak and feeble to the puppets it's so weird but I don't understand the relationship with the puppet does he so like does he know the puppets are bumping people off or is that just a random yeah, why, I, I think why are the puppets killing them he's got he's the puppets on, he's, he's got the puppets on his side isn't he saying help me kill these people but then he, he kind of turns on them and like hang on a minute you're being horrible to us and that little dude with the funny faces like he's quite cool all his face expressions changed and he was like pointing at him when he is it's like and then they i quite like the fact that the puppets turn around on the bad guy at the end i, th- I think that's really clever like, yeah, but where do, where do then the puppets go so again this is the thing right obviously they turn on their master and then all of a sudden it's like, right, so his wife's alive and this dream psychic guy's alive. And then it's like, well, take care of yourself. Bye now. <laughs> and obviously, I know then, but then is she the puppet master at the end? Because she turns the dog from a stuffed animal into a real dog. Yeah, what the fuck was that about? What was all or, Leroy? Or, or was she, in, you know, controlling all this story just to get all those people killed and out of her way? We will never know. Because she's now got the power. She's got the secret now. To she's got the key. She's got the secret. Yeah. So but yeah, she walked off. It didn't really do any suspenseful music or anything. It wasn't like a, <laughs> just a twist. It was just like, well, all right, bye. The, mu- <laughs> the music wasn't the greatest in this either. No, that for an eighties movie, that was a shame. Yeah, in places where you thought it should be downbeat, it was, it was too light and fluffy in places. 
You just really, well, it's a real missed opportunity as well because you did, and I'm, I'm, I know these are polar apart, and I'm not even thinking I was going to get this, but you compare it to something like The Shining, right? Which you they could have used that hotel, right? Or like the setting is like a, a you know a real character, or like had the spirit of the old guy in it or something. But there's just none of that. It was just there was no thought behind it or anything. It was like, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Location was good, I thought, though. You're right, the hotel was good. And the, the you know, the, the old school lift and all that sort of stuff. So there was some good, there was a lot of goodness. To, and the, the puppets are great. And what is spawned is fantastic. But when I was a kid, um, I watched Demonic Toys. And I, I, I watched Demonic Toys over and over and over again. So that was probably more my cup of tea than any, in any of those sort of like puppet movies. I think Demonic Toys was the one that I fucking absolutely I don't think I've seen that. We've done, obviously we've done dolls. Yeah, we're gonna. We're, I will pick demonic toys at some stage because there is a there is a demonic toys versus puppet master movie. I think somewhere along the line there is a crossover. <laughs> well, it has got nine sequels. I think I read it had nine sequels. Oh, well, we'll get onto that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, let's get onto it because I can't be asked anymore. Um, <laughs> Matt, give us some Matt's facts. Okay, you ready for this, boys? I hope you are, because I got Matt's facts coming through the wazoo on this one. Okay, there we go. So Pinhead's, uh, Pinhead, I think is the little dude with the little head. Pinhead's fists during the punching scenes are actually the fists of a dwarf stunt woman, Cindy Sorensen, who had to wear the same fingerless gloves and sweater sleeve to make it appear that it's the fist of Pinhead. Cindy cited most of her difficulty part of those scenes was to keep her head ducked in the whole time while holding the Pinhead puppet on her shoulders and to give false punches at the same time. <laughs> this is this is quite funny. The Bodega Bay Hotel was actually miniature, which was built about the size of a refrigerator. When the filmmakers found a perfect location, they hung the model in the air and used combinations of false perspective in the way to make the hotel appear as if it was actually there. They fooled me, mate. Because <laughs> it looked pretty hot. It looked pretty cool from the outside. Well, that's an interesting hotel. Which is quite funny. Um, the Asian puppet at the beginning of the movie that is looking out of Andre Taloon's window is actually a real Burmese opera marionette called, uh, pardon me if I get this wrong, Zawagi the Alchemist Magician. Um, originally intended to be released into theatres in the summer of 1989 and onto home video in September 1989, it was then pushed to 12th of October 1989 as a direct-to-video release as producer Charles Band had stated in the interview that he would make more money in the direct-to-TV field than he would in a theoretical movie. Hmm. I think, he was, right. I think he was right there. <laughs> so, the only puppet to have his own movie in 2020, Blade starred in his first solo spin-off film Blade the Iron Cross making him the first puppet to get his solo movie. Fucking ace. <laughs> this I is saw, unbelievable. I, I saw don't... a Blade a doll. They do um, all of them. Uh, when I went to uh, New York, and it was in the Forbidden Planet in New York. They had mm-hmm. one in, like a ca- in, a, in the castle. I think I took a picture, didn't I, and sent it to you? Yeah, yeah they, apparently they've done more. Um, this is unbelievable. I don't even know it's true, but I'd love to know if it is. The puppet screen time in this movie is less than five minutes. Yeah, because it's all bloody POV of them going... <laughs> 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 and off-screen kills as well. Yeah. I'm available for any more future Puppet Master movies. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, and it has the body count of six. There's your Matt's facts. Good. Good Matt's facts. I like it. How many sequels did you say? I don't know, I didn't know that. I just was talking about the Blade sequel, that's the only one. But I think Paul's right, I think there's fucking loads. Well, yeah, I can't remember where the third Reich was. It's like. nine, and it's only because I read the Shudder review on the thing, it said nine sequels, so... Yeah, <laughs> uh, more please. <laughs> Keep them coming. Um, yeah, so there we go. Um, how are we... One, uh, one day we'll do the second one. Mate, I want to do the second one. Uh, fucking, that's all I'm looking forward to. And Ghoulies too. Um, right. Ghoulies go to college. Um, so how are we rating this? Let's, 
go to Paul first, shall we? Uh, this, this, I'm going to lowball this, guys. Uh, mm. uh, it's going to be a three out of ten for me. Ooh, right in the ding ding. Yeah, I, I, there was a couple. Of, there was a couple of bits to get it to three. With like I said, a couple of the like the the scary woman puppet and the, uh, the a couple of bits of the animation and the fact that. When he did punch her in the face, I did laugh out loud. So yeah, that's that's probably the three marks again. But yeah, three out of ten. Really I didn't mean, like it. Really I mean, like fuck it. The, the the puppets are awesome. The the, the sequels are, are 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 fantastic, um, and definitely worth a watch. And that's what I think I got from that. But yeah, for me, it's overall it's about five. But I love puppets, so it's a five out of ten for me. It's a puppet. Anyway, yeah, I I think I will go. I'd probably go for me. I mean, what is, yeah, what is spawned is a whole cult, which is, yeah. which is fantastic. And, and it's called, the other movies are really good, but we're not rating them movies, unfortunately. So I, I'll probably say I was more of a four on this just because I just, yeah, I just don't know. I think I would appreciate the other movies more where this one, I hadn't seen it and I was like, oh, I maybe I haven't seen it. And then I watched it and I was like, yeah. That was slow going, and it would have been nice to see the kills, and I understand why, but yeah, four out of ten for me. Interesting. So, just a draw and last breath, four out of ten. Oh, dear. Yeah. A puppet master. Poor puppet master. Ghoulies got quite high. I think Demonic Toys, I think, is far better. Anyway, there we go. Right, Matt, hit us with our next review. What's the from the vault? I need to vote, because I'm split at 50-50, right? We've got a dead, we've got a dead cert that's going to be enjoyable and we might need to bring it back because we've had a couple of duds or we've got the wild card which one would you like gentlemen <laughs> Butch is going to go wild card now I'm going to go dead cert and that's what's going to happen <laughs> Butch yeah I'm going to go wild card go wild card Solid. wild card because it means I haven't seen it before so Okay, here we go. We're not going with the dead cert, which I won't tell you what it is, but we're going to go for the wild card. I've not seen this. Bush hasn't seen this. Geordie Paul definitely hasn't seen this. <laughs> we're all going to be seeing this, and it is Doom Asylum. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to dead cert, please. <laughs> I told you it's a wild card. <laughs> hey, to be honest, guys, no, he's getting me wrong here. Like, uh, I'll watch anything, to be fair. So I'm not going to say I'm going to like it, but I will watch everything. So and I, I was very, do you know what? I was very surprised when I watched Demons. So that's what I'm going for. Let's get another Demons. So, so yeah. uh, I'll give you a little plot, little plot for, Do- for Doom Asylum. A horribly disfigured lawyer, wrongfully pr- pronounced dead after a terrible car accident, is taken to a, an asylum for dis- dissection. Only to come back alive, kill everyone, and make the so- asylum his killing grounds. Didn't we watch this? No. What's that other movie was set in the asylum? You, you've got it. That was the asylum. Yeah, I got it. What was that asylum one that we watched? They had the earthquake and all that sort of oh, stuff. God, I can't remember what it's called now. Oh, fuck. Yeah, we, we, we watched that recently, yeah. We haven't done Doom Asylum. I mean, Absolutely I've... not, because you haven't seen it. It's an Arrow Blu-ray. And uh, how many... I mean, I'm, else... looking at, I'm looking at the poster that's, uh, that's on IMDb. Whoo! How many Oscars did it win, lads? <laughs> it will send shivers up your funny bones. There you go. I told you it was a wild card. But I've got it sat on my shelf in the Mate, still, starring 1987 watched... Penthouse Pet of the Year, Patty Mullen, and Playboy Centerfold, Ruth Collins. I mean... It's going to be a titillating watch. <laughs> Amazing. Cannot wait. <laughs> Are we sure we haven't watched this before? Hundred percent. I just don't know we what we keep the... talking about. We keep talking about. I, I was like, "Have you watched it yet?" And you're like, "No, nah, no," nah. because I've got it for you ages ago. And what was that like... movie that we watched then? Was it had like stuff. the earthquake and uh, her daughter, his daughter, come back? And do you remember that one? Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, what but yeah, you're right. It's not that, but <laughs> it's a lovely little hour and seventeen. Tight. It's not bad, is it? Mm. 
Yeah, it's definitely not this movie. <laughs> yeah, just looking through the fucking... I 100% haven't watched it because it's still on my shelf in the cellar. Oh, I tell you what, this looks fun, man. <clears throat> this could be sick. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, well done, Matt. I won't be saying that in the next episode, that's for sure. Anyway. Oh, uh, uh, there you go. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening to another episode of us droll. I mean, we really didn't bring it today, did we? Um, okay, the next, next episode, what have we got for you? Uh, 100 episode, 109, episode 109. We are moving on to Prey. I mean, who, what can go wrong with a Predator movie? Come on. On the Disney Channel. <laughs> um, we will be talking all things Fright Fest, bringing you a full rundown of all the movies, top to bottom, um, for Fright Fest 2022. And our movie from the vault. Mo- <laughs> With lots of penthouse girls, <laughs> his Matt's pit doom asylum, which Paul's going to lovely enjoy. Thank, thanks for listening. There's only one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at Draw One Last, Instagram at Draw One Last Breath, or pop us an email at draw one last breath pod at hotmail.com. <laughs> <laughs>